Welcome back to the show, everybody. I hope you all had a great weekend, but we are back. It's Monday, and that means only one thing. We are back with the Monday matchup. Joining me tonight, representing the Blues of London, Eno, how we doing, Ian? All good, my man. Check out his channel there, Dynamo's done over on YouTube. Some great episodes over there, and of course, on the slab for all your horror content. Also joining me, our resident referee, Mark. How are we, Mark? How's it going, lads? Thanks for having me on again. And my partner on these shows, as always, the Dazzler himself, Miss Mystic Mac. How are we, Darren? I'm all good, Nilo. I'm all Darren, good, lads. How are you? A, you should be excited tonight, Darren. You're a day away from a Champions League game that you're heading out. <laughs> and Dazzler actually looks like the referee tonight, doesn't he? Yes. We'll American be, football coach. <laughs> we'll be, our, our commitment this channel knows no bounds. We'll be doing a podcast in the morning at a quarter past seven from Dublin Park. So there you oh, go. Nice what more would you viewers want? Awesome. So head over there, right. smash that subscribe button. Um, quick rundown through the weekend's results. Uh, Brighton nil, Liverpool two, Brentford two, Burnley nil, Man United three, Tottenham two. What score is that? Man United three, Tottenham two. Just checking. I just wanted to make sure, yeah. <laughs> then into Sunday, the two o'clock's Chelsea with a massive win. Chelsea won Newcastle nil. Everton nil, Wolves won. Leeds two, Norwich one. What an end to that game. Southampton won, Watford two. West Ham two, Aston Villa one. Arsenal two, Leicester nil. And just to round out my weekend, Crystal Palace nil, Man City nil. So all good. Um, let's begin. Man United three, Tottenham two, lads. Aaron. It was a great result. I couldn't say anything else now, if I'm honestly, because performance-wise, it still didn't fucking cut the mustard, really, did it? You know? I don't know. Um, there, was, there was some decent play in there, wasn't there? There was three bits of decent play. We scored three goals. It's Dang. fucking... It's 100%. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, I'm watching the game on, Sun, on, on Saturday evening, sorry, and you're looking at this game where... We have to give him all the plaudits in 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 a sense. You know, he pops up with this 25-yarder. He's in the right spot for a, you know, for Sancho to square him the ball and he gets a, a super header to finish with. But I mean, for the rest of the game, he didn't scratch his nutsack. Literally didn't scratch his nutsack for the rest of the game. And then Gary Neville's like, well, my man of the match. And I'm like, if your man of the match isn't Fred, we have a fucking problem here, Gary. Right? We have a massive problem here, Gary. Yeah, well, I'm going to give it to Cristiano. Yeah, sure, listen, he only touched the ball five times. Why not? Let's give it to him. Fuck's sake. I get he got the goals, lads. That's as much as a... I'm having as much of a go there at, like, modern-day football as anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not just, yeah. you know... Well, you're you're but, right, as I always said. If there had to be three different goal scorers for United, Fred would have got the man of the match. Hands, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know, um, the, the effort he put in, I don't know how many times he got between the, the midfield and the back four there to cut things up, and he was really good at the on the bounce and stuff like that. Probably play some of his best football for United, I would have said, the weekend, where he picked a lot of little passes and stuff like that, you know? But, um, yeah, it was just, listen, Ronaldo obviously takes the, gets the headlines with the goals and stuff like that. And they're three very well-taken goals, you know, I suppose the first and the third are the highlights, aren't they? And the second one, you expect him to score. The, the header's a great, great header, as as the guys spoke about. If that's a centre-back, you're like, wow, well, you know, what a header. But from a striker, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. Um, but I just think again, if he doesn't score the weekend, what does he give us? You know, and, and I'm just playing devil's advocate there because obviously we're 24 hours out from the Atletico game, 
And and if he if he starts tomorrow night and, and the work rate is as poor and as you know, if if his pressing is as slow and things like that tomorrow night, we're playing with ten men basically unless he creates one of those moments again. But I mean, if he scores three goals tomorrow night, you won't be too upset with him, will you? It's not about being upset with him, and it's hard for him to kind of keep that up, isn't it? I mean, that's what we've had all season. Like stats, his stats are okay, but I mean, if you look at his stats and then you isolate that with his performances. Like I don't, I don't know a United fan who would have him in the team on current performances. Stats aside, that's a completely different. Do you know what I mean? If that makes mm. sense, um, ah, because again, what we're, we're looking like at times where we're playing with ten, even nine. Like when you've got him and Pogba on the pitch, you're really pissing into the wind with no men. You know what I mean? Like Pogba just thinks he has twenty four hours on the ball, sauntering around the place. He's just his. He's so ego driven. It's actually scary. Like you know, it's it's yeah, sickening. But, that, to watch yeah, but it, that's like. been Paul Pogba from day one. I mean, he's always been ego driven. I mean, that's nothing new with him. And the same yeah. with Ronaldo. I mean, you brought Ronaldo in. I, I don't think any Man United fan thought they were bringing Ronaldo in that he was pr- going to press the game high up the pitch and bring you a load of workload. He was brought in to basically score goals and create those moments and get you through those moments. Well, I think it's a bit. I think I mean a little bit harsh, Darren. I think you've gone through a week there where you absolutely collapsed against Man City and you had a whole week off to prepare for this game and it could have gone either way. Really, it could have gone really bad if those goals hadn't have cropped up and it was vital that you got that win as well to bring a bit of confidence into this Atletico game because if you had a loss to Spurs or drawn with Spurs imagine what the confidence would have been going into the Atletico game so it's, yeah, and like, it's I, really I take, important like I take that on board and listen when we talk about the fourth spot and stuff like that I still don't think we're in the shake up for fourth spot if I'm honest but mm. I you know I, I get momentum and I get a, a winning mentality and stuff like that but again, as I've spoke about it, like it's very difficult when you're going into games and you know that you're, you're looking around the dressing room. Like, let's say you know I'm Alex Tellez there the weekend. I look around the dressing room. How many blokes do I know are pulling in the same direction as me? All right, well I know the keeper is, and I know Fred is, right? With a couple of boys there, I know Varane is. You know, I know I, I get to I get to five, six, possibly seven at a push. After that, I'm going. We're far away here. What's he doing here? What's he doing here? What's he doing here? What's this prick doing here? And that's a problem. I heard a a Juventus fan and Real Madrid fan, it was only on Twitter, saying United don't deserve Ronaldo because of the way they're kind of expecting more. Now, I'm only playing devil's advocate here because I I, I see what you're saying, Darren. Like, it is all well and good when a hat-trick pops up and it's clutch. But I see what you're saying. What about those moments in between games when he's you expect him to press? He's, He's meant to be your main guy. So I see kind of the battle that you're having there. Do you know what I mean? Where you're going, yeah, unbelievable, Patrick, but at the same time, like... I, I just don't think you can carry him for 90 minutes like that every week, mm. you know? And this is my... And, and I've said this previously about Pogba, and I think the exact same about Ronaldo. The two lads should be left for the last 30 minutes of games. They should be impact subs because I think when they come on with, you know, 30 minutes to go, they can have as much of an impact with 30 to go as they can coming in and starting from the first minute. Because we know in the early, you know, the early exchanges of a game, that's when things are at their tightest. That's when defences are switched on. That's when everybody's ready to go. When you're 60, 70 minutes in and fellas are starting to tire and then maybe they swap out a centre-back or a full-back and all of a sudden the dynamic changes. That's when little slices of space start appearing. And I think that's when they'd be best serving the team. And until we get to those moments, we're going to have to grind it out with guys who are willing to carry the water for the first 60, 75 minutes. You know what I mean? That, that's I, I don't know what you think, but I thought with Bruno being out, 
uh, against Spurs, it was ideal for Pogba to come and grab the game by the scruff of the neck, and he didn't do it. Fred was actually the player who done it and did very yeah. well. Played with that freedom, like you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I think obviously Matic for me, I'm not a fan of Matic at all, but anytime he's been called on recently, he's done a sterling job in there for us. He slows things down, he creates that screen in front of the back four, you know. Um, it's tough, obviously, against a team like Spurs because you've got Son, you've got Kulishevsky, you've got Kane dropping off short, and they're all trying to get into that space just in front of the back four so they can get running at Argoise because they know when they start running at Argoise, that's when we're in trouble. But I thought Matic did a, did a pretty good job of that, I have to say. Something I'd love to see, and I know, again, we've spoken about it recently, I'd love to see Scott be able to screen slightly better than he does. You know, I feel like he tries to be too much box to box. And again, if he's playing in the sixth position, play in the sixth position. Don't try and play in the six and the eight. Just sit, just screen. We're not looking for you to score. That's not what you're there for. We don't need you to create. If we're playing with four, four defenders and one defensive midfielder, we're basically playing a five back and a five up. Don't get involved. Sit and screen. Too often Scott gets dragged into that and we end up 6-4. And when you end up 6-4 and all of a sudden Kane, Kulishevsky and Son bounce against the likes of Wambasaka and Maguire, they're in with a show when they shouldn't be because we should have the spare man over there. But that's just, that's maybe Scott not knowing the role as well as he should or, or being as, you know, as, as strategic with where he's putting himself. Because with Matic, Matic has no interest on getting in the end of everything. So he just sits and blocks the whole thing up. Mm. I, think with, I think with McTominay as well he started obviously off in the academy as a striker and I still think sometimes he forgets that he isn't a striker anymore that he wants to go and score the goals you know that's a boy yeah. when you're saying he should be springing the back four so um, absolutely agree with that Right well we'll move on from United and we'll see how tomorrow night goes we'll be giving you a match reaction and a preview so we'll see Ian big result for Chelsea at the weekend 1-0 win against Newcastle the man of the moment Kai Havertz cropping up with the clutch again great finish great control Absolutely clutch and uh, showing a little bit of shithousery as well. Um, you know, for a man that loves his dogs and his pets, I was very, very, very excited to see that. Um, obviously, big Dan Bourne. Was that was that a play on his missus or something? No, no, he's actually no, he's, he's he, he runs a donkey uh, sanctuary. Apparently, he's just mad into his animals. Like he, he has. Would like, he take Harry Maguire? You what? Would he take Harry Maguire? What's your name? Would he take him? In the donkey's <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Dazzler? Well fucking played. I was like, I didn't know what you meant. There was like, will we take him? Uh, all right, now I get you. <laughs> um, I don't think so, <laughs> to be fair. Um, yeah, look, just the, the, the boy is really stepping up now, isn't he? Um, looking at his stats, like 11 goals this season, like five assists. Um, and, and and the question we were all saying like, can he do it in the Premier League he's starting to do it now um, that was I mean look ball from Jorginho it, look it was a shit match it was a very flat performance from us very very flat crowd the prawn sandwich eaters there were, were, were in full brigade at a time when we needed them to be loud I am glad that a certain man's name wasn't chanted just purely because of the fucking media um, you know shit on it like I'm look I'm an Abramovich I'll never forget what Abramovich done for us but I just think in the current media climate it didn't need to be done um, so I'm kind of glad that there was the the Prawn Sandwich Brigade there in, in some sense um, but a very very flat um, Stanford Bridge um, yesterday really really annoyed at that however 
they are the moments. And I know there was some controversy in the game with a penalty not given, possibly, you know, red card with with with, uh, with Coy. But I mean, look, Coy got as much elbow from from Burn as 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 he gave too. Um, so it's 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 one of the and and it's one of those things. He's not a he's not a dirty player. So I think that probably maybe benefited him a little bit. The ref was shit yesterday. I'm not going to lie. However, we've had moments too in the season where 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 it hasn't went their way. So I'm not going to um, I'm not going to fucking feel sorry for Newcastle on this one. To be honest with you, but if we're just looking at the you know that that clutch moment as you mentioned, good lord, what a touch and what a finish and what a ball from Jorginho as well. Mm. Oh, um, just yeah, something we needed badly. Something I needed badly as a Chelsea fan and. Uh, yeah, I'll take those moments all day long. It was a smashing finish. It was yeah. a fucking really, really the, tough the finish. The first like, control to kill the ball was outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. It was a super finish. And like he's even close enough to the keeper that like if he hits it straight, he hits the keeper. So he yeah. does, he, he guides it away from the keeper. Slices well. it almost with the outside. It's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a really, really well taken goal, I have to say. Quality, quality. Yeah. And Dubravka was having a great game as well. He Absolutely. Really playing well as yeah. well. Yeah. So. Yeah, Newcastle in general were having a great game to be fair yeah absolutely um, Brighton nil, Liverpool too I thought for ourselves I thought it's I think at this time of the season again Salah and Mane look a little bit jaded um, I think it was workman like we spoke about this with City as well this season how they go out and they're kind of workman like and get over the line and I think it was just a case of getting the three points it could have been a potential potential banana skin um, Brighton are a good team, especially at the Amex, but they looked a little bit flat yesterday. You should have been well. playing against ten men, right? Early on. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I don't know whether Marcus had a chance to go back and look at that the goalkeeper when we did speak about it, but it's just Lord. It's, yeah, it's, no, I, I watch it all right. Close line with the take his head off. It was <laughs> yeah. his arm, his leg, it was a bit of everything. I don't yeah. know how and he didn't even get a, a yellow card for it. No. no. I think I think I mentioned on the reaction as well. I think if he doesn't score. It's a penalty and a red card. And the fact that he scored, I thought VAR reviewed it and they just let it slide. Like So it was just one of those things. From, just from a point of view, from an officiating point of view, like when he scores, can you go and give the red card as well? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, you I know where you come from. The there's yeah. a, obviously the... Like you'd be given the red card retrospectively, basically, because they'd be... You know, you'd be allowing play to continue yeah. for the well, goal. Again, it's one of the, it's. I've mentioned this loads of times. You're in danger of the safety of an opponent. You know, one hit to the side of his head, he could have caught him in the temple. He could have done anything. He's putting himself at risk of getting a red card going out the way he did. You know, there is the there is the law where if a defender makes a tackle and he, you think he's making a genuine attempt to win the ball, and yeah. you give a penalty and a yellow card because a penalty is enough punishment. And, you, you know, if obviously it's a dog, so where he's it's, a double, the it's the double jeopardy thing, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, if it's a dog, so obviously it's a straight red. But I just felt for him or right, you, you kind of think, I think was a show at well was in there. Um, yeah. You, you kind of think, right, if he's not sending him off, he, he's definitely going to caution him. And then he doesn't even caution him. So you're like, what's going through the heads? Like he's after trying to take Diaz's head off. Like, Again, is there is there an issue there where, you know, he's checking for a possible sending off. So is the question worded wrongly? Is it, should it be, you know, sending off our caution? Because 
if he just says you're not sending them off, then maybe the referee goes, well, I don't book him. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, like, yeah, like they're kind of crossing each other out. But no, he should have, like, because I do always say, if that's up, it's a, I know he's a goalkeeper, but if that's a midfield and a player comes up that high with yeah. his arm and leg, you can tell he's going to be cautioned, or at least, you know, you if not sent feet. off. I actually, I, I text you, Niall, at the time, didn't I? Me, I, yeah, that, I said, that, that literally two inches higher, and that's in the jaw, and yeah. then you're possibly looking yeah. at a knockout on the pitch. And well, it, well, it's the fact that the replay showed that the keeper never even looked at the ball. He only had yeah. eyes for the player and took the yeah. player out as well. And I just thought it just... Look, in the end, the player was fine. The goal stood and we ran out 2-0 winners. But, I mean, if that had been a draw yesterday or something like that, I mean, there would have been holy war about or, it. Or worse than the draw, what even if he has won the game, but the kid was on his fucking back and out for three or four yeah, weeks. But exactly, push, that's more, exactly, that's yeah. worse than the fucking thing, you know? Exactly. Um, you can even see in the keeper's face, he's actually relieved when, you know, it goes to the tip-off for the goal. Um, he looks so relieved because he probably thought in his head, we're getting sent off it. I think the goalkeeper knew it himself. The goalkeeper looked as if he knew he was going to get his marching orders. You could see it in him. Yeah. Um, um, let's go into some of the hot topics then, guys. Um, I suppose the first one we have to talk about is PSG um, bottling the Champions League again. I mean, that's it. That's just... It's just... Um, <laughs> you know, we, we have to give our props to Real Madrid there without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, Benzema is just unbelievable. But for those guys, the shit to bed like that was just horrific. The madness um, that ensued as well. No, there was nothing. It wasn't horrific. It was fucking poetic justice. Mercenary little fucks. And then look, these the light of are out. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen it then. I think it was either yesterday or Saturday they were playing as well. And every single PSG player, every time they passed the ball, they were built. All the all the substitutions were built. I think he took off. Did he take off Messi at one stage? He got built. Draxler came on, he was built. And they just built every player out of the stadium at the weekend against Bordeaux. It was just unbelievable. And then Poch came out questioning it, going mad at this that the fans were building the players. Like, and it was just, God, you know, um, crazy stuff. But I suppose the fallout of that begs the question to you guys. And we spoke about it last week as well. Man United now obviously searching for a manager. Um, and the two names that obviously keep on coming up are Poch and Ten Hag. Um, and there was serious talk there. I think they released them. Um, there was information released today by journalists saying that Poch knows he's done, but also Leonardo is done. And also, I think the chief executive officer, the three of them are going at the end of the season, apparently. Um, so begs the question I mean, you don't want Poch this? No, not a hope. Darren? I prefer the Andrex, you're all right. <laughs> At least when I shit the bed, this is a bit of fucking help to me. Potch was fucking none. <laughs> so, so that answers that then. Um, let's see. Top four Potch. race. <laughs> oh, yeah. Potch, the fuck, like? I'm cheering for him. I hope he gets the job. I bet you fucking are. <laughs> um, so is Ian. It's uh, Ian's time for Pachi. No, I played the United. fucking fifth at the moment. Everything. I'm waiting to know that those trillionaires come into the bridge. I'm all right. <laughs> Angel's crossing his fingers that Tuchel doesn't decide to pop up the bleeding M56 to Manchester. Well, that's not going to happen. Don't, don't listen to Jamie Carragher. That lad, he just spit on you if he, if he gets it wrong. Go on. What's he? What's he? What's he in from? 150 to one to three to one. It's not going to happen, as I said, just because Guy Sports say it happened. Uh, uh, listen, you already owe me 100 quid now at the end of this season, so I don't want to put another bet on with you. 
shaking fade, brother. Shaking fade. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads. Top four race. Um, although Darren is saying that United kind of aren't in the top four race, but they, they kind of are really because I mean if we go, Arsenal, if, doesn't it? Really? Well, if we if we go out and we beat Arsenal on Wednesday, well then mm-hmm. they're certainly in the top four. They've come to the bridge as well, yeah. and in fairness, like I mean, you're taking look at that six points off them. Like, are you gonna do Chelsea? You know, beating Arsenal at the bridge? I'm not. So there, there's definitely games I think there that. You know you have to play Chelsea as well, and we've to play Liverpool, and yeah. we've played Leicester and Arsenal. Mm. We'll bat our Arsenal, they're shite though. <laughs> <laughs> They'll finish fourth, but they're shite. Like that's They'll it. That says how teams. bad we are. That's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um, but it was, it was an interesting weekend in the in the top four race because United won, Arsenal won, and West Ham won, and Spurs slipped up. So it was kind of like. I don't know whether Spurs are out of the top four race yet, but certainly their inconsistency would lead you to believe, like, if there's 10 games to go, what are they going to do? Are they going to win five and lose five, kind of? That's where they've been kind of doing at the moment. So that mm. certainly wouldn't get you over the line in the top four race. So really, for me, it comes down to Arsenal, Man United and West Ham. And we have a feeling, Darren, with West Ham's endeavours in Europe, if it, if it was happened to continue, even though they're 1-0 now against Sevilla in the first leg, if they were to continue in Europe, you would expect them to fall away. Has to stretch that squad a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a thin enough squad in areas. Um, you yeah. know. Bowen's going to be out for a few weeks as well now, Gazza. Bowen's out for a few weeks, if that's right. And, and, you know, like he's been their best their best player this season by a country mile. Well, uh, listen, sorry, him and Declan Rice, yeah. in fairness. Um, you know, but, yeah, it's very tough. Um, I, I, I'd like to see West Ham do survey, if I'm honest with you. Um, I really would, if for no other reason, just to see Anthony Martial knocked out of another fucking cup, you little swine. <laughs> <laughs> hope, the, hope the next time you make it at Old Trafford you're in a fucking refugee refugee clan fleeing your country or something you little swine Jesus don't hold back whatever you do anyway um, I don't know if we I don't know if you guys picked up yesterday I'm sure you did but if you watched the West Ham game um, how emotional was that Yarmolenko goal I mean it was well, well I heard a good uh, did, you, did you hear that that guy um, what's his name uh, Zuba the Russian lad who's been getting shit from all the lads and he goes well what are you doing yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you doing celebrating on a football pitch when you should be over fighting for your country along with the Klitschko's I was like oh shit do <laughs> you know do you know what the best part of that story was not your story Ian, the, the Yarmolenko goal mm. um, the Aston Villa the Aston Villa fans clapped. Yeah, I'm saying that, yeah. The Aston Villa fans clapped, yeah. you know, a goal against their team. Yeah. Like, fate restored in humanity. And that's, and I just want to say there, that 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 little story that I said, that wasn't me kind of condoning. No, 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 no. no, no. Just, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought as well, look, you, that, people with fucking... That kid has a touch like Larry Murphy. He's only trying to make himself fucking relevant. Of course he is. Yeah, Stick yeah. to playing football in France with the rest you know of the shite bags. The motherfucker, the motherfucker was, he's, on, he's, on, he's on X videos on Pornhub bopping himself off there. Like, so fuck off. Oh, That's a fact. Yeah, no. No, I, I thought that was a fantastic moment. I have to say, I agree yeah. with Dazzler on that one. That was, um, you know, that was faith restored in, mm. in humanity, first and foremost. Yeah. In football fans, you know, secondary. That was that was a beautiful moment. Beautiful yeah. moment. Um, wanted to touch on Arsenal, lads. Mikel Arteta. Um, 
think he's doing a fabulous job at the moment. I think he's proved a lot of us wrong here on this. Say uh, it, say it without smiling. Uh, Go on, say it without smiling. Look at him. Can't, just, can't even say it. Look at him. It's, it's killing me to think about it because we did a show on the, the Edu interview on Sky Sports and all that kind of thing. And, you know, when you think about where Arsenal have come from, that they're up in the dizzy heights of fourth now and the run they're on, I think that's uh, five wins on a draw in the league or something like that. And the last time they were beaten was the City game, I think, in the league. Um, he's doing an outstanding job, isn't he? He's proven a lot of people wrong, isn't he? Bottling at the end, though. But don't forget, like they've had the advantage of not having to play in Europe all season as well. Yeah, yeah. they've had less massive, games. Massive, massive, massive advantage. That's but a you, huge advantage. Yeah, but you also, you also have to remember, lads, a month into the season, they were bottom of the league with zero points after three games as well. You know, so it's. it's uh, a, yeah, he's gotten to play much better. You seen the the football they played uh, yesterday. The, the one touch football. No party could have had a, a goal after he scored. Remember, he hit the bar slash box that time, you know. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the penalty should have been retaken. Saka was encroaching in the box, so uh, so we just had to get it, that out for all the Arsenal fans. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I, I was going to say categorically, like I know, I know the two Hogan uh, familia here like to have a little bit of a love in with Arsenal from time to time. I could give a fuck and I hope they fail and I hope Man United get there. Fuck you, Arsenal fans. I'll remember. And now you're sweating that that Saudi money is coming over to fucking SW6. I'll lick my ball sack. Twitter fans uh, could give a fuck about Arsenal. Come on, United. I'm shocked that you. I'm shocked that you've been so far coming and welcoming Saudi money in with with your comments over the last season hey, or so. Hey, listen, okay, okay. I, I got to. This is this is if you can't be, if you can't beat them, join them type of well, thing. Is it? It? Because because guess what? It works in our favor now because now it's going to come down to the government. Did the government give the okay with it? Then okay. <laughs> so it's so scary, isn't it? What what are this crowd worth now? We thought the other crowd were pretty good. One point three trillion or something. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. You know. Crazy. Uh, look, uh, no, look, all joking aside, look, I, I'm going to say this on the record here. If, if if it is a media company that isn't involved with the Saudi government, albeit if it is involved with the Saudi government, then I want nothing to do with it. And I'm, I'm going to be honest there. And I put me, me, me money where my mouth is there. I, I want nothing to do with that shit. I don't know. And I'm, listen, now I'm going to take flack for this. Darren's about he, to break out his Nikes and he's under armor top again here. Me and Darren are known to have had a conversation one time about those LeBrons. So no, and, and you know, don't forget, like at one stage I told you, like if the Saudis came and bought you, know, you'd wanted to stone me kid, but Meta could have a fucking title, I take it. So, you know, that's fine, right? But, Clip that. <laughs> like there was many, was it 81 killed on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Executed, well, not killed. Ex- executed, yeah. Yeah, executed is the same as being fucking killed. Like, no, but know, I mean, it you're, wasn't, it you're wasn't dead at the end bombs. of it either way, right? Yeah, 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 100%. Right, so here, here's here's my take on it. Again, it might be slightly warped. Anywho, right? They were in Saudi Arabia. They didn't go and invade anyone else's country, right? It was all done in Saudi Arabia. And the guys who were executed, slash killed, beheaded, turned inside out for Johnny Rappers, I don't know what happened to them. But they all had been convicted of various different uh, offences, right? Some were being part of a terrorist group. Some were for this, that, and a brand new hat. I think we could do it over fucking here. Because then you wouldn't be going into the forecourts on a Wednesday to hear Johnny with 78 convictions 
mugging a granny and taking our fucking pension. You know why? Because the cunt would have been dead at bleeding 21. So I'm A-OK with that. And if the boys want to come over and take on the bleeding Chelsea and pump money into them, fair play to them. Like, what's the problem? You know, it might be a slightly different court of arbitration, though, Darren. No, (laughs) might be a different court of arbitration. That's all. I'm actually Darren, he's a very good salesman, and I have to say, I'm sold. (laughs) It didn't take much to talk in all around to the Saudi money, did it? (laughs) But, like, if you look at the list of offenses, t shirts next now, lads. Don't worry, I'm good for it. (laughs) If you you look at the list of offenses that the boy has got chopped up for. Like, they probably deserve to be chopped up. Let's, you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rounding behind that. It's a very different card of arbitration over there, in fairness, you know. I'm not saying it was all wrong. I'm not saying it was all right. I no, don't you know, know what, what it was about, so I can't Dazzler, comment just, on it. Well, just to bring a bit of, just to bring a lightheartedness to the, to the show there on Dazzler's behalf. It kind of reminds me of that scene in uh, Life of Brian when they're showing the stones and the women are wearing the fucking fake beards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, kill him. No, kill him, kill him, kill him. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, like, here's the thing, right? I went, I've been on holiday a couple of times in Dubai. It's a beautiful place. When you go in there, you know there's certain laws, right? Now, whatever stupid things I might do over here, you can fucking bet your bottom dollar I'm not doing it when I go over there. You know why? Because they actually have punishments. And they're going to, you know, if I go in and, and, and rob the gold souk and take all the gold out and stick it in my pocket and run down the road, they're going to chop my hand off. Could you, you have a straighter over there or would you I get called fucking, out No, I'd say you get called out on it. But, <laughs> but, but you know what? I won't fucking do it again. So, like, I, I honestly, and I know you think I'm winding up here and I'm stirring the pot. I'm genuinely not like, like, if you steal something, just chop <clears> the cunt's hand off and I haven't done it. All right, Grant. If he steals a second one, chop the other hand off. But you, but, but you just, you know but you I mean? just said what you do over here, you wouldn't do over there because you know the consequences. But yeah, you want what's over there to be brought over here, so you would lose saying. a hand over here as well. Then that's, but that's what I'm saying. So I wouldn't because the hotels are full of that at the moment. <laughs> but that's that's what I'm saying. Like you know, like if the laws, if our laws were as stringent and as you know, and protected the people as much as they do in countries like that. We'd have a far better society to live in. Yeah, as long as the money comes into Chelsea, I'm all right. Have you walked up Henry Street recently? True, true. I work work in town. Yeah, (laughs) or Talbot Street. Jesus Christ, lads! Tell me, fucking Putin doesn't need to drop a bomb on fucking. On, on one of them, fuck's sake. It's all Sports Direct's fault. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Name Hadji. Anyway, you, can see, you can see part two of this upper tier episode on Dynamo's Dozen where we talk politics. <laughs> yeah, Next gonna, week, live on Claire Byrne. I'm going to take out the roll of tinfoil now and put it on Darren's head. When we do this. Oh, this isn't um, tinfoil with Darren. This is, this is he's, he's oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah, full yeah. blown yeah. fucking ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> Darren wants a cleansing broth or yeah. Absolutely. Today's weapon of mass destruction is brought to you by... <laughs> Poor old sports director be gone on Talbot Street. Um, lads, want to finish oh, out with Mal, pal, Mal. Have you got them 90s in a seven and a half? <laughs> ah, lads, any butts? Oh. <laughs> right. Let's um let's yeah. finish up. Um Mouse contract came up this week. His agent um playing all sorts of um 
games with the media. Especially Sorry, with we're going to we're going to call him No Salah for now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Salah. no worry, Noel. The Saudis have that sorted out. Grand, they'd be back in blue in no time. It's no problem. They want to give us 150 million. It's not a problem. Um, but um, what what was your thinking on this, Darren? I suppose go to you first. I mean, the the timing of it is a little bit strange, isn't it? When Liverpool are chasing down. They have one trophy and they're chasing another tree. And this agent is coming out with this kind of shithousery. And I, I'm not sure whether he's been advised by the player. It doesn't seem like Mo I couldn't. Salah I, couldn't I couldn't imagine a player in the position he's in advising, you know, his agent to speak at this time and to speak like that. I don't believe it. Like we've spoken before, agents are the absolute, you know, the Worst. devil's toenails. Yeah, they really yeah. are. You know, football would be a better place without them, let's be honest. Um, and, and you know, I, I understand they, they're there to do a job for the player and stuff like that. But, you know, surely somebody, and I, and I, spoke, I thought about this earlier on, you know, because I was thinking about a separate incident. And I was just thinking to myself, when do guys ever realise how good they have it? You know, like genuinely. Because there's so many guys... I was looking at the, this is where this comes from. I was looking at the Swansea team at the weekend, yeah? And you had the boy, uh, Olivier Nitchum, yeah, who used to play for Celtic. He's now at Swansea. He wouldn't sign a deal at Celtic. Yeah. And he and he moved to Swansea. And I'm, going, and I'm going, now, where does this bloke not realise in Celtic, and I'm not a Celtic fan, sorry, you know, I know you are, I'm not a Celtic fan, That's but, okay. but, where does he not realise you're at one of the biggest football clubs in the world with one of the greatest, you know, histories and traditions in, in world football. You are on the biggest stage playing in Europe. You're playing in paradise every weekend with a packed crowd who fucking worship every fucking touch you take. And you decide you're all right. I'm going to the championship to play with Michael Obafemi as Swansea. Pal, going with your fucking head checked. Are you all right? And he got beaten by Blackpool the weekend, as well. And he got turned over and tickled by Josh Bowler and the boys, right? And and I'm just going, what is going on here? Like, as difficult as it might have been to understand people in Blade in Scotland, how bad must have been fucking Swansea, where most of them are brothers and sisters anyway. And then you throw <laughs> in the accent. Like, give us a break, will you? By the way, quick that- shout out on the championship there, uh, even though they gave us a good fucking hustle there the other week. Shout out to the Mad Hatters, Luton Town, playing fucking absolutely fantastic football at the moment. Very well. Been following, been following them like literally a couple of weeks before the the Chelsea game, and then watched watched the game before um, yesterday as well. Absolutely. Was that just was that just in case Chelsea went shit up? You're like, yeah. Yeah. days being number two, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to circle around these clubs in London, so it's the same geographical <laughs> position. You can fly yeah. straight into loot, you see, it's all good. Well, I'm already, I already had my other team on, on speed dial. It was uh, Plymouth Argyle, it was like they wear the green and the white. So, okay, um, Mark, what's, what's your overall view on this? Is is, is he going to re sign? Is he going to try and hold out? I mean, the, the club is left with him. Um, really two options. I mean, they're standing firm on what they've offered them, which I believe, I haven't got the detail of it, but I believe it's a hell of a contract they've offered them. 300, I heard today, Matt Law, actually, one of the guys as well that was, not Matt Law, sorry, someone else said that it was, it was close to the 400k mark, which I mean, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's, There's no way Liverpool have offered him nearly 400k. No, I think Not they're talking, I think overall with the bonuses and everything yeah. else, it runs out at about 400 a week or something like that. But, um, 
Mark, what, what's your thinking on this? Is this, is this the club going to stand firm? Is there going to be a standoff here and he's eventually just going to sign? Or is he going to try? Because, I mean, if he tries to force an issue where he leaves on a free, Liverpool are going to probably have to be in a position where they're going to have to try and unload him in the summer. Yeah. No, I was slagging one of the lads in work. It was like he's going from FSG to PSG because um, there'll be a, a lot of different... Play- like, there's talk of obviously Mbappe going to Madrid and stuff like that. So, obviously, PSG would be... You know, one of the one of the guys that could take him on for his wages and stuff. But I think FSG have to stand, um, because like like that as I was saying, I was saying that what did he put a tweet out? Remember, Klopp said something and he put a tweet out. Like these agents are fucking ruining football, mm. absolutely ruining it. Mina Real is one of the the biggest fucking arseholes in the game. He's to be honest shit. with you. Yeah. He he's the biggest asshole. You see, anytime something's gone quiet, he just comes out and talks some shit about Pogba. He's doing this, that, and the other. And don't like the difference between Salah and Pogba. Salah probably deserves a con- a, a good contract. Do you know what I mean? Where you look at Pogba, he's not doing it. I know Salah hasn't really done it since the African Nations, but at least overall in a in the league season, he does. Where Pogba fucking doesn't. Ah, like, do you know what I mean? like if the, if there's one player on God's green earth that deserves <laughs> the contract that they want. It's Salah, Absolutely. you know. But with what you've said there, again, that brings me back. Like that is the scariest thought ever that Mohamed Salah would swap Anfield. You know, sixty thousand people who adore him. He can't get out of his car. He's the Egyptian king. He's you know, like the the man is. He's only short of being a god in Liverpool to go to PSG to be dumped out on your laurels boy Real Madrid and be billed and not be able to go to the bleeding supermarket at the weekend in case one of the boys decide to chop you up? Are you actually all right in the head, Mo? And, and in a league where people really don't overly care about it. Oh, my <laughs> Listen, God. As a, Chelsea fan, as a Chelsea fan, I'll say that as well. Listen, I think it would be a travesty for uh, Liverpool Football Club and the Premier League and for him himself if he was to go anywhere other than signing a new contract with Liverpool. I mean, it's the club that really gave him the platform to really step it up, you know, and and he and he did it. Absolutely. He has yeah. the right to, you know, to demand a certain amount of money if he feels he's valued at that. But look, there has to be a compromise in there. Do you know what I mean? There has to be yeah. a compromise. Well, I suppose as, I suppose Liverpool as a club as well, the concern is not necessarily about the amount for Mo Salah. The problem is that then Virgil van Dijk knocks on the, the door. Precedent. The fact is then Allison knocks on the door and all of a sudden you have a ripple effect of maybe an extra 100 million that you're having to find over the well, course I think of contract if, because if FSG, of this. It, I, I, that's 100%. I was just going to say that quickly because I think that's something that in latter years you saw the likes of Chelsea and even the likes of Real Madrid and Juventus and all do. They kind of set a precedent and said, well, we can't offer you that because that is going to be the ripple effect. Yeah. So I think FSG are caught between a rock and a hard place. So it really boils down to Mo Salah's loyalty. Like, well, I think FSG, they're not actually caught between a rock and a hard place now because the timing of what the agent brought out um, was interesting because it, it got the fans a little bit heated. That's what true. It, what it did as well at the weekend as well is it got the fans to wake up to the fact that he's been offered an unbelievable contract here. And the fan base coming out at the weekend was basically saying, well, you've been offered a much improved, brilliant contract that represents what you've done for the club and you what would. the club has done for you. So either sign it or fuck off. And that's the, that's the approach that they took. And it was interesting to see that the fan base had changed their minds as well from going, oh, you have to pay him whatever he wants. We have to keep him no matter what. To like, you've been offered a brilliant contract, sign it or else good luck in the summer. And that, that was an interesting dynamic and that it, like whatever the, whatever the agent was trying to create, it created the reverse. 
and mm. it started getting the fan base pulling against and now going, if this is actually what you want, if this is actually not about us showing a desire and about your greed for money and wealth, well then, you know, we don't want any part of that. And that's the way it was. And I think it was it was interesting to see that the fan base reacted the right way to at this time when it comes to agents, which was brilliant, you know. Um, Victory for football. So Yeah, you know that's, I mean? that's the way absolutely. it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, lads, that's another show. Absolutely brilliant. If you want to contact the show, uh, the podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at the underscore upper underscore tier. Let us know your thoughts down in the comments on the results. And of course, head over and check out Ian's channels on the slab, the horror one, and Dynamo's Dozen, where he's dropping great content and interviews every week. Um, and we will be back again next week. Also dropping previews and match reactions throughout the week. Um, and also we were dropping a couple of legend series this week as well. Um, we'll have Darren yeah, on. We'll have Darren yeah, on in the morning, bright yeah, and early. I hope he's this sprightly in the morning. I doubt I will. <laughs> and we'll also have an Arsenal preview with Morris from Sheep Heat Productions is coming at you tomorrow as well. Until next time, man. An absolute pleasure. That's all he's got to say about that. <laughs> what? What? <laughs>